Welcome to the Live Transform podcast. Jim, Audrey, good to be together again. Yes, it is. This is episode 99. Okay. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. Next episode is 100. It means we're going to watch Get Smart after this, right? (laughs) Thank you very much, Jim. I was literally going to say, it's my favorite agent. That's right. Agent Agent 99 was Awesome. So you, Audrey, you have to be 99 since Can 99 I be, was a oh, female. Oh, prophesy, baby. I there am Agent go. 99. Oh, yeah. I am a covert <laughs> operation in the kingdom of God. Agent 99. Who gets to be Maxwell Smart? <laughs> will it, Jim, will it no, be Maxwell that's, Smart? Yeah, that's you, Jim. No, Jim's the chief. Look at him. Oh, he's that's there. true. He's oh, I got the chief. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling it now. Oh, and you look, he's wearing his handsome shirt. Yes. That's right. I wore I wish, a good shirt today. I, I wish you guys could see how handsome Jim looks. I, I knew if I wore a good shirt, it would sound different to everybody. <laughs> well, you'd feel like the chief. You are the CEO of this I, whole I, operation now. I, I'm right. like a guy that they advertise about here on a local <laughs> radio station is that, is that uh, I'm the chief, I'm dressed up, and I have a face for radio. <laughs> And, and so so much of what the chief did is he put up with Maxwell's oh, stupidity. With, so he has to put up with us. And I'm just going to adore you no matter what. Yes. That's yes, right. Yes. There you well, go. I, oh, Max. Okay. Oh, oh Max. <laughs> How we got there. How we got there with just the number and I, 99. And I feel very sorry for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. Well, I do want to... Uh, acknowledge that we do have listeners. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. And, and, and uh, we appreciate them. Absolutely. And I just really enjoy the feedback that we get. Mm-hmm. And so to, to you that do comment, uh, mm-hmm. we do read those comments. We really appreciate them. And I am so grateful to the benefit that you're experiencing you know, oh, yeah. from these podcasts. Because the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about those tough questions, you know, mm-hmm. and you've been along this journey with us. And we're so glad that you're going there to actually ask the questions like, does God allow these things to happen? If God is controlled, then why is these happening? And a lot of you have been just allowing yourselves to be flexible in your thoughts, even thinking that maybe I get to take responsibility for these offenses that I've had rather than just always, you know, blaming somebody else so anyway i'm grateful Mm -hmm. for all of you listening and being on this journey with us it's been incredible and we were recently with jim in huntsville his hometown and we did heart physics together the heart Mm -hmm. physics weekend Mm -hmm. wonderful weekend loved getting to you know see old friends and also meet new ones hug people's necks uh but audrey i do need to mention yes one of our faithful listeners yes from switzerland from Switzerland, Sylvia. Yes. And Sylvia sent us a box. She is our supplier. Of Swiss chocolate. <laughs> she is our Meisner family supplier. A year, a year ago, <laughs> a year ago, she she was there, and I met her in Huntsville. Yeah. And I was looking for chocolate. Wanted chocolate. She gave me chocolate. Yes. It was from amazing. Europe. Amazing. If you haven't tasted true European chocolate, I mean, you can hardly. There is no. Substitute. You, hey Jim, have you ever put a piece of chocolate in your mouth and you can't kind of talk because your mouth keeps the saliva. Together? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Sylvia, that, we that's what, love That's you. what good chocolate does to you. Oh, oh, exactly. So, Sylvia, yeah. thank, thank you, you so much. for giving us all that amazing chocolate and, okay. your, and love. Good. Uh, you know, today I, I want to talk about, you know, and just open up this conversation. <clears throat> for me, I'm always looking to engaging, uh, to applying, but not just, you know, always uh, like the mechanic you know, needing to fix something all the time. Right. But a place of abiding, you know, a place of, of discovering rest, you know, where, 
you know, my life with God is enjoyable. Mm. You know, I'm not always, you know, having to look under the hood and, you know, what's going wrong now or what's going on right. here. Mm-hmm. And I think in the past, you know, few episodes, I, I think people began to recognize, wait, I've been giving the enemy way too much, right? you know, uh, acknowledgement, you know, in, in my life. But, you know, the, the application to life, and this is something that we've always done with our Live Transform series, is that at the end, at the end of every episode, it was always, okay, what's the prescription here? What's the application? What's the applied yep. to life? Because, you know, the, the very title of the podcast is I Want to Live Transformed. So what does this yep. really look like, feel like, pan out like mm-hmm. yep. for me? Because it's going to be different for all of us. It's going to be so unique, so personal. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, you know, people who think, who kind of look at, like you're talking about where they look at the word of God. And if you, you know, if you're, if you're taking them through transformation, some people, they do it themselves or they have goofy preachers that make them feel like, Oh, so you're just looking for problems. You're just being introspective. You're trying to fix everything. You don't want looking at transformation like that would be sort of like walking out in your front yard and you keep noticing little diamonds and gold nuggets laying around Hmm. and, and, Picking up those diamonds and gold nuggets because of the benefit they would bring to you, that person would say, oh, see, you're messed up because you keep picking up gold nuggets and diamonds just because it's going to help you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the person that realizes that really actually understands the kingdom principles. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, by the way, I, today I will write the last chapter in the <gasps> Heaven on Earth book. What? Today's the day. You're Today getting it done. You are getting it done. That, that means, by the way, and people can order it through Live Transform. Yeah. That means if they order it now, before it go, before I finish it, <laughs> then they get the unknown special offer where they will get the ebook. The minute all the oh, editing is done oh, to it. Oh, that is so great. So you get and both. You get the ebook, the electronic And they'll get their version. hard copy okay. right. in time to give it for Christmas gifts if they want okay, to. Okay, this is perfect. Oh, nice. Oh, but this is a big day, Jim. This has been an yeah, incredible gift yeah. for all of us. But <clears throat> what? It, there is no concept of what the kingdom of God and kingdom living really is in modern church. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, when Jesus talks about the abundant life, mm-hmm. he came that, that we might have life have more abundantly. He is talking specifically about life lived in the realm of the kingdom. Now, what religion did is they took all of Jesus' teaching. Jesus was a teacher of the, he taught the gospel of the kingdom. Yes. He didn't teach the law. He, you know, he didn't teach dead works. He didn't teach formulas. He taught the gospel of the kingdom. And the good news of the kingdom was that no matter what's going on in the world around you, there's a yes. realm you can enter into yes, that's where it. you love and enjoy life. Mm-hmm. This is what peace that passes understanding is. It makes no sense. Yes. In light of what's going on around me, I shouldn't have peace. And, <laughs> and so, but religion... And, and Bob, hold your thought, because I, I know I kind of interrupted you there, because I, I don't want to get you too far off track, but I just wanted to insert this. See, religion has taken all of Jesus' teaching about the kingdom and said it was about how to get saved. 
Ah. And so you read all of these things, and it sounds like he's preaching works and legalism. And it actually mm-hmm. sounds like he's a schizophrenic, if you want to know the truth. If you turn Jesus, if you turn the parables into how to get saved, and if you turn the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven into getting saved, you've got the biggest mess that you cannot unravel. Hmm. But it's not. The kingdom of God is a realm, and it's, and it's like this. It's like the children of Israel, and, and this is depicted with the children of Israel. It's like, okay, you can live in Canaan, in this kingdom realm, where you live in houses you didn't build, you eat from vineyards you didn't plant, where it's a land that flows with milk and honey, and where you can be safe from your enemies, and mm-hmm. da 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 on and on and on. Or you can stay over there on that side of the Jordan, and, and you're still Israelites, you're still children of God, but because you didn't choose to come in here, all that's left for you is to roam around in the wilderness and yes. struggle. Yes, yes. That's it, yes. that's it. Yes. And so, so it's again, it goes back to, it's sort of like God saying, I'll tell you what you can do. There's gold nuggets laying out there all over your yard and diamonds and rubies and precious stones. You can just go out there and pick them up or you can starve while all the provision I have for you is, is already given. <laughs> and, that, and that's, that's, that's really, it's like saying, here's a, look, we can swim in the swimming pool or mm-hmm. there's a really nice septic tank over here we could swim in. <laughs> and it, so what, what do y'all want? You know, the swimming pool yeah. or the septic tank. Oh, but Christians are goodness. choosing the septic tank because you, we're teaching them how to put this into practice. Well, that's dead works. That's legalism. That's too much introspection. That's, you know, that's not leaving it to God. I mean, all that goofy stuff. And, you know, all we're trying to do is say, oh, look, you're stepping on a diamond. You might need that later. Go ahead and pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Enjoying God is one of the most spiritually um, fulfilling and, and um it's growth. It's everything about enjoying God is such a, the right, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah, the right yeah, thing yeah. to do. Yeah. But you know what? Most Christians cannot fathom or contain this concept. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I, I have uh, just a piece of trivia story about myself. Uh, when I was in Bible college, they divided the student body into 12 tribes. Right. Okay. That was just their way of creating teams or anyhow. So mine was the tribe of Gad. Really? Yeah. Is and that where you take a taste of something and you go, ooh, gas? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like, yeah, I wanted to be, you know, the tribe of Judah. Yeah. You know, I was Joseph. I, wanted, I was in the tribe of Joseph. And so I was the tribe of Gad. And here's... <laughs> here. Sucks to be you, Bob. <laughs> anyway, the tribe of Gad was the one where when the children of Israel crossed over into the promised land... The tribe of Gad said, no, we don't want to go. We're going to stay here. Oh, my and, gosh. And the thing is, is that, the, is that Joshua said, no, no, we're all going together. And so we're going to possess this land together. And then if you choose to go back, you can go back. And they yeah. did. And they did go and, back. And so you can choose to make this journey. You know, yeah. we're, we're a part of the family. But whether you choose to enter into the promise or not, mm-hmm. and to live uh, from the kingdom or not, that really mm-hmm. is your choice. You yeah. can go mm-hmm. back to the wilderness. Uh, uh, Jim, I want you to comment on something that uh, I think people just 
kind of throw out there and they, they have their basic, uh, uh, you know, their own interpretation or understanding of it. And that is, and knowing the truth and knowing mm. these gems and these diamonds and gold nuggets, you know, that are there in the front yard. Because that's one of the things mm. Jesus taught. And you so, shall know the and truth. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Well, <clears throat> number one is... We have to understand the words that he's using. Okay. We have to understand what are we getting set free from. We have to understand what what does the word truth mean, and what does the word no mean. Hmm. Because you know, uh, when we wrongly define words, and then we quote those scriptures, we think we're quoting the truth. Or when we lift part of a scripture out of context and quote it, we think we're quoting the truth. Right. For example, one of the one of one of the untruths of the Bible, it's in the Bible, but it's untrue the way people say it, is the truth will set you free. That absolutely is not true. That is absolutely not what Jesus said. Really? Jesus said, if you know the truth, uh. then the truth can set you free. Now, that seems like just such an insignificant little subtle difference. It's like, oh, so, so what? Are we, are we just playing a, a, a word game here? Or, you know, you know what, what are we doing? Yes. Well, I mean, I've heard that, you know, people even uh, use that phrase in different movies and, you know, you know different comments. And the uh, truth shall set you free. Now, see, if that was, if that was true then we would just read a passage in the Bible and be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's true. If that, if, because if, if, if that was true, mm-hmm. or we would just quote a scripture and our whole life would change. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I hadn't even thought about going this way, but since we kind of started out talking sure. about the, the whole kingdom realm, yep. let's talk about what are you getting set free from? Okay. You know, uh, the word freedom in the New Testament, is always used emphasizing what you are free to do even more than what you're free from. If you look up the word liberty in the King James Version or the word freedom in the New King James other translations, you'll find that particularly uh, uh, over in the epistles, it's talking about the freedom to walk in love, the freedom to be Ah. kind from your brother. And, and, and what you're free from is you're free from the selfish lust of the flesh wow. that made you a destructive, uh, corrupt person. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, yes. that's pretty much what it is. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> you, hear the, you hear the word flesh quoted a lot. And I, and I tell you, I, I, I spent years just saying, God, I sort of understand what this means, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I don't really understand what this means. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 there's, I know there's a greater dimension to this than I'm, than I'm getting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've danced all around the different concepts of that meaning, but I realized it was like so many things in the scripture. It was so simple that if you had any religious concepts at all, you would make it hard. Mm-hmm. You know, before man fell, the Bible says he was a living soul. That concept in the original language points out that the life of God 
was what dominated his soul. Now, your soul is neither good or evil. So your soul, for example, like we were saying, the soul is the place where you feel emotions. So, you know, we, we just talked about the fact, okay, one of, my, one of my daughters just came in the house. I felt something inside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I felt a happiness mm-hmm. uh, because I look forward to seeing every one of my girls. I don't get, like I said, one of my girls doesn't work for me right now, but, uh, but you know, they've all worked for me on and off throughout my whole ministry life. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just have this expectation of joy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to see somebody that I love. I'm going to be yes. with somebody. Well, where you feel that is in your soul. So your soul itself is not good or evil. It is just responding, number one, to the data or the input that's coming to it. And number two, then based on how you define or value that input, determines if it makes you feel good or bad but the soul mm-hmm. itself is neither good or bad that's sort of like saying that's sort of like saying i'm uh, uh, all thermometers are evil because because <laughs> when you're in phoenix they all say it's 100 degrees so we got to break all the thermometers because they are so evil for making us so miserable all the time no right thermometers are just responding to the environment yeah that's all yeah <laughs> so when man was a living soul all of his all of his sense of being was coming to him from God, from the life of God. Hmm. Therefore, his soul was always at peace. His soul was always rejoicing. His emotions were always under the influence of life. Hmm. Which, you know, just the quality of life, you know. Mm-hmm. And so after man sinned, God made a really interesting statement. He says, man has become flesh. Hmm. Now... He has a new source of input going into his soul, and it's it's his five senses. It's 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 his five senses plus the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, because hmm. now a new dimension emotionally enters in. That's where the lust of the eyes and the pride of life come in. The five senses bring that bring that in, though. So now his soul has uh, a new source of input. Now, a person who is carnal or flesh or has their mind set on the flesh is a person that says, I look for gratification from these five senses. Does it taste good? Mm-hmm. Does it feel good? Does it look good? You know, uh, does it sound good? Does it feed my ego? You know, does it, do I get some kind of perverted pleasure from looking mm-hmm. at the lust of the eye, that mm-hmm. sort of thing? Mm-hmm. So... So what happens is we, before we came to Jesus, we had one source of pleasure. Now, keep in mind, man is created to live in pleasure and avoid pain. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why God put us in a garden. He put us in a garden because the Garden of Eden was compatible it was a compatible environment for how we were created because we were supposed to live like God where there wasn't any pain, mm-hmm. where there wasn't any sorrow, where there wasn't any sickness, where there wasn't any aging, where there wasn't any, any, anything negative. And in fact, God created us with a nervous system that has fight or flight mechanisms in it so that when we come in contact with something that causes pain, we, we get away from it. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. We, either, we either kill it or get away from it. You know, yep. we, we bring yep. it to an end, we solve the problem, or we get away from it. God created us to gravitate toward pleasure and to avoid pain. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, what do I trust to be my source of pleasure? Because I've spent my whole life getting pleasure from gratifying these five senses and my ego, and that's, you know, fulfilling my ego through, through these five senses. So, so my five senses, which are my flesh, my flesh has become my source of gratification, pleasure, and fulfillment. So that is a type of being in Egypt, in the world, a slave to sin. And as a slave to sin, sin is, sin is anything that makes you feel less than you really are with God. Therefore, you have to get fulfillment from somewhere. And since I've learned to get fulfillment from my flesh, from gratifying my flesh, then, then if I feel inadequate, if I feel unworthy, if, if my ego is hurting, then what do I do? I go out here and do something that gratifies my five senses. I go find the prettiest woman I can ha- find and have sex with her. Or mm-hmm. I, go, I go take over a business and take it apart and make millions of dollars. Or You know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. You know, and, s- some, some way that we gratify. And it's a continual yeah. lesson and a continual lesson, you know, that we're learning um, and in a continual journey to almost <clears throat> live in that kingdom of God. Because last weekend, Bob and, and all of our four sons rode on a hike, so I was home alone for a few days. So I had made, a, like I, in my, we all have different ways that we gratify our quote-unquote flesh. And it's not that they're evil, but for me, my tendency has always been, if I've got three days alone, I've got a plan and I've got a list, two things. Because I feel very gratified, like what you're saying is when I get so much done that I go to bed mm. with the biggest smile on my face because I accomplished. That is a big deal for my makeup or my, we're all different in how we, what gets us anyway. Right. So I had, I like after they walked out the door, I was going straight to that list, straight to that plan, and I was going to get it done. I had three days all by myself, no interruptions. This is going to be amazing, right? So now I listen, I listen to the Lord's voice. I say, God, here it is. And everything in him said, I want you to enjoy me. I want you to enjoy me. Go for a walk. So I went for a walk. I went with Winston into the desert, into solitude, which I love. I'm enjoying my walk. And long story short, in those three days, in for three full days, every day, sometimes it was several times an hour. Sometimes I could go a few hours. But all day, God would say, will you surrender your list? Do you understand mm-hmm. that? that I have something that my ways are completely different than your ways, right. that my thoughts are different than your thoughts. I do, your list is so important to you, but I want you to give me the list. And, and, and you can, how about you give me your list and I'll give you my list. I said, okay, well, here's my list. He goes, okay, now here's my list. And it was mm-hmm. to enjoy him and, and to yep. in, enjoy his fellowship. It almost killed me not to do my list those three days. It right. almost killed kill it maybe it needed to whatever it is but i'm just trying to relate how this pans out in my life because for some someone might be the opposite that they do the list but it but i enjoyed god and i got to a new level of of trusting god he goes okay audrey why wouldn't you give me the list well because i need to to get this done why do you need to get this done like we got to keep getting going deeper well because we need to succeed why do you need to succeed what does success look like to you 
And he goes, no, I am liberating you, which is the word freedom. I am liberating you from the priorities of this world. I am liberating you from the nonsense of this world's priorities. And I'm helping you understand me and my kingdom and what this looks like. You're still going to do stuff. You're still going to get stuff done. But it will go so much better for you if you live yep. from this place of rest. And you don't rest from work. You work from the place of rest. Okay, now let me ask you this. Okay. Look, look back over your life several years. Yeah. To whatever age. And think about the times that you had a desire to pray or worship, but instead you did your list. Uh-huh. Almost I mean, all you, the time. Can you remember those times? Oh, yeah. And then I'd even make my time of worship a list. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I would make it all part of the yep. plan. But the Lord keeps going deeper and goes, no, 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 not even that is on the plan. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I turned it all into yep. plans and lists. And See, we think about we think about good and evil really in really strict Puritan concepts yes. because it's not just about whether something is righteous and unrighteous or, you know, godly and ungodly. It, it's, it's about, you know, good has to do with, actually the word good always has, in the Hebrew, always has the concept of harmony. And so the difference between good and evil is good is, is always going to keep you in harmony with God. Right. And going to keep you connected to God. Yes, yes. Do I need to wait till he no, can start? No, 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 no. We can, we, it's totally fine. Okay. Uh, so the difference, because we're good, so what you're saying is... That we'll just make this a trigger point for our listeners. Yeah. Every time you hear a dog bark, yeah. that's right. it just means I'm harmonizing. Harmonizing. With the goodness of God. Right. Harmonizing <laughs> with right. the goodness. Yes. So 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 <clears throat> I'm gonna make a decision. I'm gonna you know, when anytime you're anytime you're gonna do anything, there's only there's usually only two real decisions. There might be variants in between and I understand shades of gray and all that kind of stuff. But but there's variants but but are variables. But the real truth is at the end of the day, you're either going to go in a direction that harmonizes you with God, or you're gonna go in a direction that actually creates chaos and distance between you and God. Yes. And so <clears throat> so And I before, and I wanna go back okay. because what you just said was Perfect, just just excellent, and that's and then if because I don't know that we would necessarily say I'm choosing evil or no. I'm right. choosing chaos, right? But what I am choosing is is I am allowing myself to align with something uh-huh. that makes me feel less than what I really am, but, which but is here, which is what you're you were, you were defining as sin. But here's the problem. Okay. It's, it's not just pain and pleasure. Okay. That, you know, we don't just run from pain. We run from perceived pain. Yes. Big difference. Yes. So if I have spent my life gratifying my flesh... I mean, just, you know, just think about how organized you feel and how on top of things that you feel that right. you've got your list and you've checked your list off and yeah. you've done everything. And so at the end of the day, you do, you feel great. But the only thing is, that's just the pride of life. Totally. hundred percent. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you went out and, you know, stole or lied or cheated right. or, no. you know, did something immoral. No. <clears throat> but it does mean that you missed 
because and you know and we come up with ways to justify it. so I've got to, you know I got to get this done yeah you know and if I get this done man I can pray and worship and I won't be distracted I mean you know, we come up and with I'm all getting of these... good things done to help people like I'm writing yeah. great stuff I'm getting content yeah. done and all that it could all be justified but I would in the end feel empty now, because the pride of life leads to emptiness really when I was when I was doing my undergraduate work in theology it's really interesting the bible colleges i went to man students never got to stand in the pulpit i mean that was just like unheard of mm-hmm. and there were about i think there were about 1400 students there i mean it was a pretty big school and and um i got a call one night and and uh it was the it was the pastor and the president of the bible college I'd never talk to him on the phone. I don't even know if I'd ever even have a personal conversation with him. Phone rings. I pick up the phone. He says, Jim? I said, yeah. <laughs> he said, this is Ken. I'm thinking, Ken who? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it turns out to be the president of the school. Yeah. Right. And we chit-chat just for a minute. And he says, so uh, uh, are you, what are you doing this Sunday night? And I said, well, I'm going to be at church. He said, well, do you, do you feel like, you got something you want to share? And I said, well, actually I do. He said, well, then I want you to speak this Sunday night. Wow. Well, now the only thing that I had, I had one sentence. The one sentence was this. What would my life be today if I had uh, a habitually stayed in the presence of God? Now, and, and I, I don't know that I did justice to the sermon. I did it as well as I could. But what God was showing me is that I don't know what I missed in these times that God said, come over. Come here. Yeah. Come here. Let's spend a little, let's talk. Let's spend a little time yes. together. Yeah. I don't know what I missed. I don't know what he was going to do. I don't know what he, I, see, see, that's the thing with, with God in your heart, everything happens God works in your heart as your heart is willing and able to go to wherever he's trying to take you. You know, these people, you know, we just, we just did months going through essential heart physics through our um, uh, uh, ultimate impact. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what's really interesting is the greatest frustration people have is that God will not work on their timetable. Exactly, on my schedule. Or or according to their priority. Yes. And so, so you know, people are like, well, well, you know, I'm seeking God about this. And it's like, quit seeking God about that and just seek God. Yes, yes. That's a, that's a concept that's foreign. Yes. Because I don't know really, intellectually, I could come up with an idea. I don't really know where God's taking me next. Yeah. I don't know... If, if it's going to be physical healing, I don't know if it's going to open my eye. I'll tell you, the other night I was laying in bed, and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I, I can tell I'm not going to go to sleep for a while. So I just counted myself down, mm-hmm. and I got in my heart zone. And I'm telling you, bam, God showed me something. I want you to let this go. I want you to send this away. Yeah. Something I hadn't thought about in years. Hmm. As soon as I did that, bam, something else. He said, I want you to send this away. And just, it was about three things like that. Yeah. And then I just just kind of inwardly began worshiping and just drifted off to sleep, you know, in communion with God. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> I could not have ever predicted 
that that night in those few minutes I was going to free myself from something that was affecting me on a very deep physiological uh-huh. level. Yeah. But I did. Wow. So the problem is, see, unless I trust that God is good, good, good yeah, all yeah. the time, all the time, all the time, unless I see him as a continuous source of, of encouragement and peace and joy, and unless I'm have you know, incredible value, and that's what love is, is value for him, then the truth is, is when he calls me, I'm going to look out here at something that I really have more value, more trust and more value for because it's because I've spent my life letting it feed my yes. soul yes. yes, through my senses. Yes. And that's what a carnal Christian is. That's the Christian that is constantly wandering in the wilderness mm-hmm. because they, they're afraid to go face what's in Jordan, in Canaan land, in the kingdom realm, or they don't believe it's as good as God, or whatever. Who, you know, who, who knows what the reasons are? But, but the point is this. I am either going to be spiritually minded or I'm going to be carnally minded. If I'm going to be carnally minded, I'm always going to be looking to natural sources of gratification, natural mm-hmm. sources about feeling good for my, about myself, mm-hmm. um, natural sources about whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Or there's going to be this part of me that just so trusts God. Yes, that, and that's the that, key right there, just trust that, God. You know, that when there's a choice, and there's, you know, it's not always, every time you decide to do something, you know, you don't get this, oh, you better, God's saying something to you. You don't get that every time. No. But I can say this, every time you do get it, you want the choice to be, I'm, 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 I'm going with you. The, the, all of this over here can wait. Now, boy, that got us miles away from where we started, didn't it? Uh, yeah, it was so fun. We were, we, were, we were defining words. That's the last thing I remember. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were going to define a whole bunch of words about what well, and the, the, So the whole point of that is... <laughs> I'm glad you brought that back, brought us back to reality here. The whole point of that is, what am I getting free from? Correct. Yes, that yep. was the question. Yep. What you're getting free from is the flesh. Exactly. So we actually did not go off course at all. And see, you're not free from sin if you're not right. free from the flesh. You're right. not free from the world system if you're not free from the flesh. Because mm-hmm. all of those things have to do with, number one, where do I get my source of gratification what makes me feel the way I want to feel about myself? What makes me feel qualified, worthy, good enough? All of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All of that is carnal minded. Now listen, the, the, the carnal mind is opposed to the life of God. Mm. The carnal mind cannot experience the life of God. Can't, can't do it. It creates a substitute. It fills your heart with something else that you're, that you're putting your hope and your faith mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. But the thing, is, uh, the thing is, you're a slave to the lust of the flesh. Mm-hmm. And every corruption that comes into my mind, every corruption that comes into my life, every corruption that comes into my world comes when I am seeking to meet a need by gratifying these five senses, and then ultimately through them, gratifying the lust of my eyes and the pride of life. So, <clears throat> first of all, the question is, do you want to be free? 
Do you, do, do you want to be free from gratifying yourself through these things that you've trusted your whole life? Do you, do you even want to get away from that? Or are you praying, are you just praying for God to give you new ways to gratify mm-hmm. through that? And since you're mm-hmm. praying about it, then it's a, you think it's a God thing. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't describe that. No, no, you did. You no, did. No, you did. Very, very this is well. not simple to, and, to but, but it's But it's, it's not a real uh, easy answer, I think, for a lot of people because, you know, in the consciousness of their mind, yes, of course I want to be, be free. Absolutely. However, I I continue to live in the in the the bondage of the past mm-hmm. because it's a chaos. At least I'm familiar with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 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 it it is what I have classified normal, and at least I can manage that. Yeah. And 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 I. I, I'm. It really is that that control that we have, and yeah. I know what I can expect. Yeah. But if I'm going to enter into this kingdom life, that's it, Bob. Then I'm going to have to let go of what is familiar, yes, and what I can manage in order to embrace. So, what am I really willing to let go? Yeah, because yeah, you're you're finding pleasure. You know, you're yeah. you're, you're you're finding a little and bit thanking, of reprieve. You're God for it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're finding a little bit there, but in comparison to what what this new life can really be in mm-hmm. the kingdom, mm-hmm. would you be willing to let go of the old or let go of the past? And I very, very consciously went on a walk with God last weekend, and I handed him my list. Sorry about that. I handed him my list and said, here it is. And that was a gift to him. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, because you know what? I don't want to live that way. I do want to trust you. I don't want gratification from success the way this world gives and, and the yep. security that I'm doing the right things to get mm-hmm. the results that I need to live this life on earth. You know, yep. I'm willing to give up that list to trust yep. you like never before. And for every person, that's different. And that's why <clears throat> the question is the same for you, our listener, is do you really want to be free? You know, we, because of the way religion has defined sin and the whole way we looked at sin, first of all, you got a whole group of people now just trying to pretty much say sin doesn't exist since Jesus died for us. You know, that, that whole nonsense and that inclusionist, universalist kind of, kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> but even the people that are serious about this, because of the way we've defined sin, we become carnal because we don't realize that when I am making a choice, you know, let me let me back up. In marriage counseling, you know, we all talk about this. We we all talk about this when we teach people. You know, one of the things all of my books on relationships and all of my messages always tell you is that your spouse, the person you love, can contribute to your happiness, right? You know, but right. they can never be the source, right? Yes. Right. Because once something becomes your source. It is your Lord. It, it lords over you. It, yes. has, uh, it, has, it has power over you. Yes. So we don't understand the destruction of carnality. We don't understand what, are, what am I missing because I'm not habitually going over here when God calls me. Yeah. What, what, where would I be today? Right. How many, how many of my health problems? How many of my financial problems? How many of my relationship problems? How many of my child raising problems? How many of my ministry problems? How many of my business problems would I already have the answers to and have right. them solved? Yes. If, if 
instead of trusting what I can do over here with my intellect and and yes. and you know my my ego and and my you know my natural system sources, and my of, systems and my structures yeah. and yes you know and there's nothing wrong with that no. as long as this thing with God comes first yes and he and he leads us exactly what to do and when to do it and and how to do it and, and when we're going to our front yard are we picking up those diamonds those gems yeah. All of the riches and the wealth and the provision that God has for us for every single second of the day. So what we want to be, what we want to be free from, Mm -hmm. I want to be free from trying to, from making any of these things that come in through these natural senses. I want to be free from that being my source. I want to be free from the control of these things so that I can enjoy the world around me, but not be a slave to the world around me. Yes. So. And then in other words, we're going to free from having to be and, yep. and have that feeling of control because control will is always based out of fear. So I'm free from any kind of fear that says I have to control this. So this, so that takes us kind of back to what we, you know, uh, to, um, to what we were talking about, about, okay, what does it really mean when he says, when he starts talking about, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Well, so, so do we do that next next week, or what do we do? No, we, no we're, this, we, let's see, we, we, we're just about, uh, oh, we're about 43 minutes in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, we probably don't have enough time to bite off the next part of that. Well, I'm just wondering, because I think to leave all our listeners and us with that question of what do you want to be free from, I think this yep. I think this is a good concept to digest for a week. I think this is a good question to, to converse with and have fellowship and talk to yep. Jesus about, because, I mean, it's a big one. Yeah. You know, uh, in, in talking to people about establishing a prayer life and talking to people about reading the Bible... You know, everybody basically it comes down to, man, life is crazy. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. But did you know that the average American watches something like five hours of television a day? Wow. That's a now, big I, chunk of time. I understand. They come home from work. They're tired. Yeah. They're frustrated. They don't want to think anymore. Their mind is tired. Yeah. But if something's a priority, you adjust your life around. You adjust your life around going to work when you're supposed to, showing up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got to be at work at 7 o'clock, you show up at 7 o'clock. If you got to be at work at 6 o'clock, you show up at 6 o'clock. If you got to be at work at 5 o'clock, you show up at 5 o'clock. If you got to work second shift, you go work second shift. you got to work third shift, you go work third shift. Mm-hmm. But then we say, but I can't adjust my life enough to get up 30 minutes or an hour early. Mm-hmm. And just spend some time communing with God. Now, I'm not trying to condemn anybody, but I'm just trying to say, get real about the choices that you're making. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because pursuing God and pursuing the pathway of life with God mm-hmm. should be our number one pursuit of life. Instead of just getting in trouble, trying to beg God to get us out of trouble and fix it for us, and then getting in trouble again. and go. Here's an idea. Enter into a realm... Where instead of being in the wilderness, where where you just keep encountering unexpected unexpected obstacles, unexpected enemies, unexpected thieves, and and unexpected situations, and instead of being out there in a in a world that is so totally unpredictable, you can cross this Jordan River, and when you cross this Jordan River, you come over here into a place where it's like, okay, now 
you're in a place of safety because now you have borders. Now you, now you have a king that's going to protect you. Now that you have the provision and the resources. And that's what the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is. It's the, ki- it's the king and his kingdom and his, and his protection and, and, and his provision. Yes. And his and, desires become your desires. I think that it's not making a time. Your disciplines do turn into desires where you just, I mean, just yesterday I had, um, I was like, okay, I'm kind of tired. And I had it, I, I took an hour, maybe it was two hours, but I took the first five chapters of the book of Proverbs in the Passion Translation. And I just wrote out all the benefits that were sitting there. Yep. And it applied, and I typed them out. I'm just going to read a few of them because it's exactly what we just said. And it says, the one who listens to me will live undisturbed in heavenly peace, free from fear, confident, courageous, rest unafraid and sheltered from the storms of life. I mean, that's kingdom right there. Yep. And then, and then I love the word pleasure in this one. It says, when wisdom wins your heart, which is really applying all this to your life. That's what we're talking about. When wisdom wins yep. your heart and revelation breaks in, then true pleasure enters your soul. And that, that's it. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Like true pleasure. And it says, all my godly lovers will enjoy life to the fullest and will inherit their destinies. See, I was trying to make my destiny happen by making sure I crossed off my list of things to do. But an inheritance is not something that I make happen. It's something I just am because I'm his daughter. So, yeah. so I get to just enjoy, because I'm his godly lover, I'm going to enjoy life to the fullest, and I'm just going to actually inherit my destiny. Yep, absolutely. So those were just some good scriptures to just put all that, that in play. Um, so we know, we know where we're going next. Uh, yeah. yeah, we do. We're going yes, we to finish this <laughs> and talk about how when you know the truth, the truth shall set you free. Absolutely. Yep. Well, listeners, this is episode number 99. And what is that 100 mean? is next week. What are we going to do to celebrate? I don't know. <laughs> but I don't want to live with a carnal mind. No. No. I really don't. And I think today has uh, really um, spoken to your heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that with more confidence, with a greater confidence, you can enter into you know, the, the kingdom, just, just enter in and uh, begin to partake and, and recognize all that he has for you. It's, it's good. And, and your life will begin to harmonize and, uh, with, with all the goodness of God for your life. I really believe that. Yes. And so just as, as that one who has friendship with God, I'm just praying this Mm -hmm. over you that you will hear his intimate secrets because his wisdom is sweet and will draw you into that place of wholeness. So thank you, Jesus, that you're, Mm -hmm. this is your week to be intentional and just say, Lord, what does freedom mean for me? For me, it meant one thing for Jim. It's a different, you know, we all have different ways that we're going to choose freedom. Do we really want freedom is the question. I am free to walk in love. I know. Mm-hmm. I love that. Love I'm not it. free from something. I'm free to do something. Yes. I heard that. Jim, thank you so much. Thank you. I enjoyed love it. Love to the Jim, family. Jim, you're the bomb. Yeah. No, he's the... And you're 99. Chief. He's, he's the chief. <laughs> Jim's <laughs> the chief. <laughs> I'm the chief and oh, Bob's man. Maxwell. You know, all, oh, the people, all the people under 50 are going to be like, what, what the, the heck, heck are they, are they talking, talking about? <laughs> but everyone over 50 is just laughing with all their fun memories. So there, there you go. go. Good. That's right. All right, y'all have a wonderful week. We'll see you next time.